Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute delight. Please, Mr. Graham Roberts. Mr. Martin Chivers. Yes. Mr. Glenn Hoddle. Alan Mallory is our very special guest at the next Spurs Show season ticket live event on Tuesday, April the 24th at the Albany in Great Portland Street. Tell them how to get tickets, mate. All you've got to do to join us is go to season.spurshow.net, sign up, and for just £10 a month, you and the guest can join us at future monthly live show events. What are you waiting for? Go to season.spurshow.net. Come on, you Spurs. That's Spurs Show Live with Alan Mullery on Tuesday, the 24th of April. Secure yourself two tickets from £10 at season.spurshow.net. Season.spurshow.net. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Albany Pub in Great Portland Street in London's glamorous West End. To another, don't laugh, to another, um, to another Spurs show, but a very special Spurs show, a live Spurs show. My name is Theo Delaney. Nathan Kosky's with me, and we are delighted to welcome the legend, Mr. Tony Galvin. Tony Galvin on the wing. Tony, Tony Galvin, Tony Galvin on the wing. Welcome, Tony. Thank you. Very pleased to be here. Great. Atmosphere, very impressed. Bit of a strange environment I'm in. I've never been down. I've been in this pub before, actually. Really? Yes. You've had a few points in it. You didn't know about the dungeon. No. The dungeon, no. There is a safe word. If you so. (laughs) Those lights. I'm just not going to tell you what it is. By the way, these these lights are not very flattering when you get. They're not very flattering for any of us. No. Sorry about that. Uh, Tony. Thank you so much for joining us. I think most of us here are of an age where that team, that early 80s to mid-80s team, it was 
Well, it's bloody. Before now, it was actually by far the best team we'd, we'd seen. Yeah, it was quite a good team. Obviously, what you have to remember is that prior to that, the few years before that, Spurs had really been underachieving massively. Yeah, tell me about it. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I joined Spurs the season I was part-time. I've just been speaking to Willie there about I joined part-time the season they were, they were in the second division. And uh, growing up, Tottenham were one of the greatest teams. You know, I grew up in yeah. the 60s. And uh, Jimmy Greaves was my favourite player. So to see Spurs getting relegated and then to join Spurs that season uh, was all a bit weird. Mm. And I watched some of the games that season. I mean, clearly, we, we were a very good team. And um, fortunately, we just sneaked into the uh, first division. Mm. Uh, so it was all very odd that season. And, uh, and I think it took a year or two when they got promoted to sort a decent team out. So how does that happen where you get, you get employed part-time? You got plucked from, the, from non-league, right? Yeah, what happened, I was uh, trained to be a teacher. And um, so Tottenham came and watched me, Bill Nicholson, the great Bill Nicholson, uh, came to watch me in a game. I was playing a place called Buxton in the wilds of Derbyshire on a December night. Miserable night. Didn't think Bill would turn up. Uh, oh, well, but you'd heard he might be coming. No, I'd heard somebody was coming from Tottenham. Okay, you didn't know two who different it was. things. Okay, sure. Uh, yeah. I didn't know it was Bill Nicholson. Wow, yeah. uh, I was told a Tottenham scout was going to come that night to watch me, and uh, I thought, well, the night was it was awful. The game was shit. Yeah. Uh, and I thought I was shit. Yeah. And I thought I think it was drew nil nil. And I thought, well, that's it. That's, that's that, gone. That's yeah. gone. But Bill did turn up, and apparently he left just after half time. And he said he came back, and this is what Keith told me. He says, "Well, I think I've seen enough to think, yeah, go on, do it. It was worth it. Worth a punt. Worth a punt. Yeah. yeah, five grand. What can you lose? What? That's what they paid to you. Five your... grand. Yeah, five right. grand. Because, but yeah. for you, that must have been amazing. Because you you, you assumed you didn't have a few, you, you, at that, up to that point you weren't expecting to build a career in professional football. Well, I was twenty one, getting on for twenty one. Yeah. I thought, well, no, I, don't, I, I really didn't give it a thought. At you all. had entertained ideas about football before. Previously, that. I'd had a couple of trials. I had a trial at Huddersfield Town, trial at Leeds. But then I thought, it's not going to work for me, so I went to university and then I thought, well, there's an alternative career. But remember that you could earn a bit of money playing non-league football. Right, I mean, okay. Not, obviously nothing like the earn now. No. But I'll be, be on about £10 a week playing for Gould yeah, Town nice. at the time. Can I just yeah. ask? Big time. Go, yeah. Coming from Gould Town, I mean, you can't even imagine that, anything like that happening now. And that happened with Graham Roberts and yourself. You know, what was it like walking into that professional dressing room? Not just a professional one, but... a top division dressing room as you say at Tottenham a club it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a, a stratospheric jump isn't it was well, it like that then Did it, it, like... it was quite scary because um, I used to um, we weren't allowed to change these first team and second team right and I, we weren't allowed to change in the first team dressing room okay so I walked in the second team dressing room but they're all they were Jack the lads weren't they there was Maxi Maxi Miller right. and Gary Brooke Mark Falco, and they were all like, take the piss, oh, look yeah. at this idiot from, you from know, the north. with his silly scar from the university, you know, yeah. they took the piss yeah. out of me. And uh, <laughs> it was, it was, you know, it was quite, you know, you character, character building. Yeah. Um, basically, I didn't give a fuck what they said to me. <laughs> I didn't care. It, I didn't bother at all. Uh, because... I don't know. I grew up in Huddersfield, Yorkshire. You know, you're quite tough. Yeah, yeah. And really, it didn't really bother me. I laughed yeah. it off and I thought, well, 
Yeah, whatever. If it, and I actually thought, well, if it don't work out, I can always go and play somewhere else, can't yeah. I? Yeah, you've mean, got I'm, your degree. A, I've got my degree. I'm at Tottenham. Yeah. There's plenty of places below this level, yeah, so yeah. I thought I might, I might make a living at a club below this. So I just, yeah. that was, I was, that, I had that approach. I didn't Great. really care. And it took you a little while to get in the first team, right? It certainly did. It was tough. We had a really good reserve team, mm. very strong reserve team, and we won the combination, I think, two years running. And it was very hard because obviously you were all fighting. Who's the one who's going to push on to the first team? Yeah. There, were, there was several players. Obviously, Maxi did play, Paul Miller, Matt Falco, mm. Gary Brook, he played. Mm. Uh, some of you might remember Stuart Bevan, who yeah. played. We, we were all vying. Mickey Azar was just behind me. He was quite young. So we're all vying to get into that yeah. first team squad. Yeah, I mean, I remember, I don't know about anyone else here, but I remember all of those names. You, I remember them all as sort of squad players that weren't yeah. in the team no. and you didn't know until you saw them and they finally did get in the team whether they're any good or not but all of the mo- nearly all the ones yeah I mean some of those I mean obviously um, some of them I mentioned were outstanding players I mean um, Mickey Azar for example who was a young lad and he didn't he wasn't always playing the reserve team because yeah. he was in the youth team Mark Falco exactly the same didn't always play in the reserve team yeah. he was playing Very in the young, youth yeah. team I mean obviously those turned out to be outstanding players yeah. Mickey for example was one of the best players I've ever played with. Totally under, yeah. gifted. T- totally underachieved at Tottenham. Yeah. For, and even he's the first to admit that. Mm. Uh, it, was, it was a bit overawed by Glenn and Ozzy, basically. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was gifted. In any other club, he wouldn't have had two of the world's he was greatest at the wrong midfielders. Club. Yeah. It was at the wrong club at, at the... Is it the wrong club at the right time? Wrong club yeah. at the wrong time? Well, some, something yeah, like that. Yeah, it was very unfortunate for Mickey. He would have excelled at, at most other clubs at the time. Yeah. So who did you have to get past on, in your position? Okay, well, when I first went there, Peter Taylor was playing in the sort of position I was playing. I mean, I initially went there as a right, right winger, right midfield. Um, but one thing I could always do, I could kick with both feet. I was two-footed. So um, Peter Taylor actually then had a bad injury. I got a few games in. I played up front. I played on the right. Uh, my debut was playing wide on the right. We lost to Man City. It was an absolute disaster, 3-0. We got absolutely hammered. We should have lost about 8-0. Peter Barnes had a blinder. If anybody was that, he had an absolute blinder. Yeah. He, he, he ran Don McAllister. <laughs> Don McAllister. I don't know. It was one of his, not one of his better days. Yeah. And uh, we got hammered. And that yeah. was my debut. And Keith said to me on the Monday morning after the game, he, he said, Keith being Keith, he done yeah. man a few words. Mm, I think, yeah, we, we sort of, maybe we, you'll play in the reserves this week and we might have a look at it and if, we'll give it a few weeks, shall we? <laughs> and basically he said, fuck off, you're not playing. <laughs> uh, give it a couple of months. Uh, but he sort of, I sort of said, yeah, I probably agree with you. I yeah. suppose you and him spoke the same language, right? Yeah, I sort of <laughs> understood Keith. Yeah. Uh, man a few. Bill was very similar. Yeah, man which a few is interesting, words. isn't it? And most of those words were, were what we would call negative. <laughs> um, but being from Yorkshire, that's yeah, the way you they were. That. You understood that. Yeah, yeah, and if somebody gave you a bit of praise, then you think, well, Bill said something nice. Do you think, God, I feel a bit uneasy now. Don't do yeah. that. Keith's saying. This is a recurring, because we interviewed yeah. so many people yeah. over the year, and that's a recurring theme about uh, Bill. He'd, he'd say something positive, and you'd have to almost do like yeah, a double take. Right. What? But then he'd yeah. follow it up with something. Yeah, Something I mean, else. when you when you have a long conversation with Steve Perryman, who obviously, you know, played at the club yeah. and broke every record going, yeah. 
Steve always said that he had absolute total respect for Bill, but he said when he look, when he looks back on that his yeah. career, he just wish, <laughs> wishes Bill could have said a few nicer things yeah. to him. And he said going in and getting a ten pound raise at the end of the season from Bill was like torture. And he used to get kicked out the arse and say, Bill used to be basically say, thank you, fucking lucky stars, you're still yeah. here next season. Yeah. And that's what it was. And it was like that mentality. Harsh. Very harsh world. I mean, Nothing's like that now. There's that Cliff Jones story where he yeah, patted about, him on the back. Pat on the back. Yeah, 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 he's, yeah we know says, that. But I can't yeah. believe you pat me on the back. Just remember a pat on the back's inches yeah. away from a kick that's up the arse. That's very arse. true. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, of course, eventually... Um, but well, of course, by the time you uh, you got into the team as a fixture, yeah. Bill had, Bill was long gone, hadn't he? Bill was long gone, but he was chief scout. Yeah, he was like the, he was Keith's right hand man in terms of uh, views. Remember in those days, it was like a quite streamlined. There was Keith manager and there's Bill, the person who used to look at all the players. Right, and must, there were other scouts, obviously, but yeah, Bill must, was the number one. Yeah. Having 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 a manager like Bill Nicholson, yeah. You know, alongside you, it must have been great. But at the same time, over your shoulder, it must have been. Uh, I suppose it must have been tough for Keith, or was that, or was it something you welcomed? Yeah, it probably was tough for Keith. Found it quite difficult, I guess, sometimes. But ultimately, I think he trusted Bill's judgment. Yeah, I mean, remember, I guess he would. Bill picked um, Graham Roberts. Yeah, right. You know, so and he, well, he, got, he watched me. He got you and Graham Roberts from yeah, non-league. How many players come from non-league? But I don't think Bill watched a lot of games. You know, he wasn't one of these people. I think he watched you once, and he and knew. He watched Graham, as far as I know, maybe once or twice. Yeah, he just knew, and he just sensed that there's something, and yeah. then, and maybe Keith would say, "Well, yeah, that's Bill, good enough for me." Yeah, what what you saying? Yes or no? And yeah. he'd say yes. Oh, he'd say no. Clearly, about yeah. sometimes. Yeah. And I think deep down, Keith respected Bill's opinion. And yeah. there might have been, I guess there was some friction between them because of Bill's, who he was and what he'd achieved at the club. Yeah. So when you, when you got in the team and you felt like you were actually in the team, that would have been what, 81, 80, 81? Yeah, the, what happened was that I, I did play a few games and I scored a couple of goals and then I played in different positions, but I got a bad injury and I had a groin injury and so I was out for a few months. And the, what, what really changed it was, I remember it to this day, it was uh, we were playing in the FA Cup, uh, QPR, so it was the first round away from home, and we, we were struggling, we weren't doing very well. We were drawing in that game. And I think Ricky got injured or Ricky came off or he changed it. And he, he put me on the left because Ricky loved playing for Spurs, but he hated playing on the left. And hated Keith playing wide. Hated playing yeah. wide. Yeah. Hated it. Ricky wanted to be involved in the middle. He wanted and to be the, number 10, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. He, he, and he hated it. And, that, and I got put in that day for Ricky. Played in the replay. We won the replay. I scored. And then that was it, really. That was it. You that in was the team. it, really. Yeah, and and essentially it was because Ricky hated playing on the left hand right. side. Yeah, it's always some quirk of fate it was, like and that. And that's where it? it was. Yeah. I remember when sometimes Mickey they brought Mickey and played on the left hand side. Mickey said to me, "Get fit quick, because I hate playing here. I want to be in the middle." Right. Whereas I was quite happy to be out yeah. there. I, I loved it because I've grown up been wide playing in a so bit that space. happened so that happened on the cup, the 81 cup it run. was the first the, the first game of the 81 because, season of course that of the, of the, the I, fa cup run i mean that 81 cup victory is still you know up there you, you is a contender for one of the sweetest greatest moments for tottenham fans of our vintage 
And it's it's strange to I, I hadn't really thought that you only did got in the team at the beginning of that cup. Yeah, I played games before that. Yeah, you did I you, played some over games. a couple of years, but in fact. But that only day, here and there, right? That day was a clincher. That was the day you got in. And the I'm stadium, pretty sure yeah. it was Ricky who came off, and I came on, yeah. and then. Yeah. Ricky was quite happy for me to play on yeah, the left. Yeah. That meant that meant he would never have to play on the left yeah, yeah, for, for yeah. while he was at Tottenham. Yeah. So, did, so Glenn played on the right. Glenn played on and the right. And Ardiles yeah. played behind, sort yeah. of behind Ricky. Yeah, right? Ozzy yeah. sometimes played pushing up. Yeah. Sometimes he dropped yeah. off. Yeah. But essentially, that's what happened. And then Ricky tried to fit in yeah. behind whoever was playing up front. Yeah. But that was the problem. Crooks and Archibald, because they derived yeah, that, that was season problem. as well. Yeah. Ricky often didn't always fit into the way that maybe yeah. Keith wanted. Yeah. I think it's interesting because you've got, obviously, Tony, you've got um, Archibald and Crooks, like you say, Graham Roberts, also only broke into the team just before that. Yeah. You know, yeah. So that, that cut final team that we see as one of the great yeah. 11s, you yeah. know, a year earlier, was probably only about five or six in a minute. Yeah. So yeah. did you, f- I know you look back on it now and say, oh, that team came together. Did you feel something special coming together or was it only afterwards you could say it was, it was right? Um, what was interesting is that I was in the hospital bed and we, Keith had just signed, uh, I think he'd just signed Archie and they'd won a game and he came in to see me in hospital and I think it was that Saturday night, that was what Keith was like. So I'd had the operation, was in the hospital and he said to me, because he said that at some stage you will get in this team, mm. but he said to me that I've now got what I want up front. I've got Steve Archibald, I've got Garth Crooks, mm. And I just need to sort of get some other bits. And I think I've got the team that can achieve something. Mm. And I think those two players up front were... People yeah. talk about Ozzy and Glenn, but they had, those two were absolutely crucial. It, felt, it certainly Because felt you like look that. at Tottenham now, you, you know, you can imagine Tottenham without Harry Kane. And yeah. it's just they, those two became like very that, special. From a fan's point of yeah. view, it felt like when he bought those. Because those were two ready-made strikers. Yes, they were already totally. been successful. They were already yes. goal scorers. They were yeah. already very good, weren't Great they? Side they were both coveted. So yeah, they both to buy two goals. of the most coveted strikers yeah. at the same time. Steve Archibald was outstanding at Aberdeen yeah. in a yeah, very, absolutely. very good team. Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, Garth had been scoring goals for fun at Stoke. So yeah. he got two ready. You're quite and right. as the only uncertainty when you sign two players like that is can they do it together? And of course they did. Of course they did, yeah. And they were both full of self-confidence yeah. as well so that cup run that because as you say we'd been, been we've had all those barren years really poor bad years and suddenly in 81 it suddenly we'd had good players coming through but those catalytic players if i'm put it that way which is you roberts crooks and archibald that suddenly turn it into a whole unit so we'd already had hoddle and velia and ardiles in the team yeah. and perriman was there of course and everything that that so as you're getting through and you're coming towards the quarterfinals, are you starting to think, hold on a minute? Well, I think one just the, the, the cup games in the league games as well, well typical Tottenham in those days is that, you know, we'd, we'd be brilliant against a particular team. We'd go away to Sunderland or somewhere yeah. and be crap. Yeah. Because it was cold and yeah. wet. Well, I just remember, as you said, it's the coldest place he's ever played at. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anybody who's been to Roker Park, We'll probably know yeah. how cold. So we, we, we would have those days where we let ourselves yeah. down. We'd yeah. also equally have the days when we thought, you know, yeah. oh, we are bloody we are, good. They look good. Yeah. yeah, good. They look very good. Yeah. It's great hearing that from a player, isn't it? Because there's perception amongst fans, Tottenham fans and wider fans, that, that what you've actually just described is a word that's almost banned here, which, which I hate the word, but that Spursy thing. They say right. you're a bit spursy because when they go up north and suddenly they'll just not fancy it and all that. But you, you actually were aware of that. Yeah, it was, that happened uh, <laughs> a couple of times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, the one that stick, always stuck in my mind is Sunderland. 
Right. You know, we played Sunderland a couple of times. The bleakest place. I, don't, of all. I think we maybe only was there when I when I once when I was playing there. But I just remember, you know, Ozzy sort of, sort of not really doing a lot and just sort of saying it's really cold. I think Ricky might have played. It's very cold <laughs> and the wind and it's windy and it's raining. Well, sorry, we're in England, Ricky. Yes, Get with the, it. We literally can't yeah. do and anything very, about it. They were a very good team, Sunderland, but. They, they tended to get a few good results yeah. all, at home. <clears throat> Obviously, in those days, Newcastle weren't in the league, so it was Sunderland. Right. But anyway, so, so fortunately, so that, that accounted for, uh, you know, everyone's perception was that's what accounted for our piss-poor performances in the league up to that point. But we were always regarded as a cup We piss-poor sometimes. Yeah. But, of course, you've got to be good most of the time yeah. to do well in the league. Whereas, of course, Absolutely. in the Cup, you only yeah. need to be good yes, three or four exactly. times and you won the Cup. So yeah. that's, what, that's why we had the reputation of the yes. Cup team. And that year, yeah. as I say, for most of us, is perhaps the greatest Cup triumph of them all. Probably because it was after a, a long, barren spell, but also because of the unbelievably brilliant uh, replay match in which, of course, you famously got the assist for the winning goal. Yeah, I would get... I would, <laughs> yeah, you're quite right. It would be, it would, these days, the modern days, it would count that as That was an assist. assist two Absolutely. points in the Fantasy yeah. League. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, the, the, the replay was a memorable day. Um, we were arguably a bit fortunate in the, in the first game. Mm. Uh, we didn't maybe play as well. I think the pressure got to us in the first game. I think there was a lot of pressure on Spurs in that FA Cup final, which obviously I, some of you might not remember, but Spurs hadn't really done a lot for quite a few years. Yeah, and when absolutely. they got to the final and there was an expectation, it was Man City, you know, it wasn't Liverpool, it yeah. wasn't we Man United. Expected it was expected to win. Yeah. And it, I think that that pressure got to the players a little bit in the first game. And for some reason, the players were freed up in the, the second game. Uh, maybe Keith picking Ricky after what he'd not done very well in the first game. It was, we, everybody just felt a bit freed up. I mean, they played well, Man City. It was a great final. Yeah. It was a great It was final. an amazing it final. It was a really yeah. good final. Yeah. They scored a really, really One good goal. One of the absolute great, yeah. what, Steve yeah. McKenzie's yeah. goal. It was unbelievable, it was a, yeah. It was a great final. It was a classic yeah. um, with one of the greatest goals you'll ever see on a football field. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I watched it earlier. That's why yeah. I was just, well, just double-check about no, the assist. Nothing to do with me, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't nothing to do with me, but what a, great, what, what a great goal. So then you're thinking, so you've won the cup. I mean, that dressing room, what was that dressing room like generally? Because uh, we've talked to Glenn and, Mabbott yeah. and Gary Mabbott and people like that. One, well, Mabbott came later, sorry. They wasn't yeah, in no, that, no, he wasn't in that team. But that, that general, that early 80s yeah. team. One of the things, I don't know why it always stuck in my mind when, when we spoke to Glenn and Gary Mabbott was um, that they said, oh, it's a great bunch of lads. We're all still mates now. That's yeah. what Maxie Miller said as well, where everyone, everyone's yeah. stuck together. Oh, he would do, Maxie, yeah. Yeah, but, he, but what he <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. one thing that get dogs abused from him every time we see him. <laughs> but Mabs, uh, Gary Mabber and uh, Glenn said something about Steve Archibald came up and they oh, we had Steve didn't he he wasn't there at that time. And I said, well, what, what, what do you mean Steve Archibald wasn't there? He said, oh yeah, Steve, he didn't like to mix with the lads at all. He just was never that interested in hanging out. He was a good lad, great player. They didn't ever want to. Yeah, Steve was just a bit of an individual. Yeah, he was a personality. Uh, again, I, I, I didn't. 
I don't know what it was because of my background. Kind of knowledge. I didn't really bother about all you that You didn't nonsense. find that particularly no, didn't, remarkable didn't or care. noticeable? Uh, I've had rows with Steve Archibald. Really? Rows with Garth. Really? Gone to, well, plenty of rows, yeah, about various things. Were they but, mostly about what had happened on the pitch? Yeah, they were right. football things. You should have crossed, you should have yeah, pulled it yeah, back. Yeah, they said, yeah. you know, this and that. But I didn't really care. I mean, that's just the way it is. What Any fisticuffs? Not quite fisticuffs. I've seen fisticuffs with Garth, but it wasn't me. It's some other right. people. Okay. Uh, but I don't know. I just I think there's something special about strikers, and, and yeah. you know they they're quite it's quite selfish. And what Garth yeah, and be, Steve Archibald had was a selfishness together. They were looking after each other, and they right. were quite selfish. Great. And they wanted the ball the way they wanted it. Yeah. They wanted the game, the team to play towards them. Yeah. And Which they, is how they should yeah. be, right? If they're good, they're going to be like that, right? And they were, they were very, and very good. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Steve Archibald was close to world class. He was yeah, an absolutely. Which is, and out, Garth was a great player, but Steve Archibald was, was outstanding. World class. Which, which is, explains why he got bought by Barcelona, Barcelona right? Yeah. Totally. Can I ask one thing? So we obviously you, you then go from a, a good team going to a winning team, and obviously we're on the sort of we hope we hope we're on the cusp of that now, turning from a really good team to yep. a winning team. Yeah, and you're, you're probably going to talk about the other trophies that, that you. You, yeah. you brought home to the club. What what is that change? What makes that leap from a good side to a winning side? And what you know, you're relaying that to what you're seeing now. What's, yeah, what's that, the difference? That's, that's a really good question. I think um, going back to when Keith came to see me in hospital about saying he he got these two players, and I think essentially it's about getting the right players together and then getting them to play the way you want to play. I think he got his sort of 13, 14 players he wanted. Uh, obviously the squads are much bigger now so it was different and I think he he sensed that he could mould these into a strong team so we, at the at the end of it it's about the players you get good players is that the mentality you talked about the yeah, first game yeah, you kind of froze is there we've probably seen Spurs do that over the last few years yeah. and okay, you could argue has that happened has, who knows well but, the players the players themselves have to look around and think when they go on a pitch I'll give an example, which obviously will be Anfield away from home, mm. thinking that, you know, today we can get a result here. Mm. We, we took a while, but we did get there in the end. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that, that there's a mentality. As a team, you look around and you, when you're under pressure, that, that you are capable of doing something yeah. maybe that you haven't done in previous years. And I think that's what a really good team and maybe that's what they've got now. I think they look around at each other and think, We've got a good team. Yeah. And when we're, in, when we're under pressure, we just sort the pressure up. We, can, we know we'll bounce back yeah. within the 90 minutes. I always remember Tommy Doherty, someone asking him once, what makes a good manager? And all he said was, without hesitation, good players. That's all he said. And that was it. He didn't say anymore. It's a bit and, simplistic, but... Yeah, um, but at the end of the day... I getting guess, good players is not as easy as it sounds. Yeah. It's quite hard. Yeah. And getting them to play the way you, as a manager, want them to play yeah. as well. Getting the players to play, I want you to this, we you to do that. The other thing I notice about footballers when you talk to them is they have an extremely good, accurate analysis of how good they are and how good other players are. And they never seem to differ. I never see it here much. They know exactly what kind of player they are. If they're like, I'm a worker, you know, he's a gifted yeah. player. It's like where you talk about Mickey Hazard or someone like that. Yeah. Footballers absolutely know what kind of players players are and how good they are. Uh, I would agree with that about honest footballers. Okay, so yeah, some of them, some of them might kid themselves. I mean, themselves the point or... I'm trying to make is that you, you, you listen to, there's a lot of 
people talking on the yeah. the radio, like yeah. the, the, the airwaves and you know TV. Honest footballers will always say, "Well, yeah, he was, he could do something I couldn't do." Yes, and and then they need to be honest about that. Yeah, but not sort of bigging themselves up, saying, yeah, "Well, yeah. actually, you know, I was this, I was that." No, you weren't. You were you were in the team. Yeah, remember, it's a team game. Eleven players. People do different things. Yeah, yeah. and then but you have to look around and think, "Well, I couldn't do that." Yeah, yeah. You know, for example, Glenn, Ozzy, I couldn't do that. I couldn't yeah. do what they could do. Yeah. But they they couldn't run like I could yeah. run. Yeah, you did something so, important you know, in a different all, way. Yeah. So that's a team. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's balance. Okay, so we're just going to take a quick break now because I need to uh, do a little ad break. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. And now we're back. And before we carry on with our special guest, Tony Galvin, I just need to remind everyone that this season we have teamed up with Ladbrooks. Ladbrooks are supporting us. So thank you, Ladbrooks. There'll be plenty of specials at betspursshow.net. And I should also remind everyone that the next, uh, well, the next Spurs show live is with Alan Mallory, isn't it? Here. And then, but at the end of the season, don't forget the Ryan Mason special. That's on uh, May the 16th. You can get tickets for that at LiveSpursShow.net. And uh, we recommend the season ticket. You can get a season ticket for these Spurs shows. Most people here have got the season ticket. Am I right? And I think they'd recommend it. Am I right? There you go. That gets you into all these shows at special prices and stuff. And uh, while, we're on, while we're doing the housekeeping, just one last thing, and that is that the outro music is from Adam Lightspeed, and you can get it from, the, from boysfromthelane.com. Now, Tony, what, I've re- what this whole thing's been building up to is the fight you had with Martin Joel. All right, yeah. I wonder when that was going to go. All right, so I played against him before, and I, uh, to be quite frank, I was found him a bit of a thug well he was a, no, a notorious hatchet yeah. man wasn't and he, he he wasn't you know for a dutch play he wasn't the greatest player i've ever played against he, he wasn't johan niskins was he, he? certainly wasn't <laughs> and i remember in those days there was some outstanding dutch players yeah and i've always i and i found him just to be i, I couldn't quite work out what he was doing in the football <laughs> field i don't think he could run very quick but he was a bit of an enforcer yeah and, big, um, big bagger and unfortunately we Tried, we enforced each other on that particular day. <laughs> what? And I came, well, yeah, I mean, I just bit, really. That was it. Really? What, yeah. what did he He kicked you? I, I, I maintained that I never did anything. But <laughs> unfortunately, you know the days now with the cameras everywhere? And yeah. I think in those days, I probably thought there's one camera he wouldn't see. And yeah. um, I said I never touched him. But obviously, <laughs> it was live on TV. And then oh, no. Keith saw it. So um, I couldn't really do anything about right. it. But what yeah. did you actually do? Well, I think I just threw a, a punch or something. I don't something think I like a punch. Him. Yeah, I don't remember punching <laughs> him. I don't remember punching him. This but he was annoying me that day, and he was like just very aggressive and yeah. mouthing, and I yeah. didn't like his attitude. <laughs> and he got me. He got me wound up. So I just obviously punched bit. him. To, I don't know. Who well, knows? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, I think there's TV yeah, pictures of it, so there's not pictures. much point in... Uh... But I denied it. I denied, denied, denied. Uh, obviously, Keith came into the dressing room afterwards and says, yeah, I've seen it. You punched him. Um, but the funniest thing about it was that I didn't know that... So, And I've told this story quite a few times before. So 
it was at the bottom of the, the pitch, the one side, so I had to walk right across the pitch. It's on TV. It was quite embarrassing. I'd never been, first time been sent off right. for Tottenham. Right. And uh, quite embarrassing. And I didn't know that he'd been sent off. I didn't oh. know. I didn't oh. have a clue. Right. Because he was there, 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 manly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought, yeah, I'm going. Right. <laughs> off you go. And then, so I've walked across the pitch, and I've got in the, um, I've got in the sort of where you're walking, because obviously you're not allowed to go to the dugout, and um, I've gone down, and all of a sudden, I've heard this voice behind me, <laughs> shouting at me, and I, and I thought, who the fuck's that? And then I turned around, it was him. I said, I said what the fuck are you doing here? And, it, and he's, he went... Yeah, me as well. I've been sent off. <laughs> and I still, to this day, I do not know why he got sent off. Because you know punched what... him, right? Yeah, I don't know why he got sent off. So I think it was prov- provocation. But He didn't on... kick off again, though, in the tunnel. I was tempted. Yeah. <laughs> I was tempted. Brilliant. I would have gone There's no it. cameras here, mate. No, there were no cameras in those. I was tempted. And he was tempted. But obviously the dressing rooms were... Maybe there was one steward saying, oh, you could be careful. So uh, after that, just obviously it's quite interesting. To, when did you next meet him? Was it like 20 years later at Tottenham I, event or YR Lane or something? I actually don't, I never met him ever again. You never met him again? No. So never when, like, for example, I've on been the in day, a room and seen yeah, him. But I was going to say. The, the interesting thing is that obviously I, knew, I know Chris very well and obviously Chris was his number two. Yeah. So Chris... Um, he was like, he told me about him, what he's like to work with. Yeah. And he said, he's a really nice bloke. Yeah. But I never, I have never had a conversation with him. So even like things like the finale, yeah. whether you're you, both You might there. be in a room, maybe scouring at me, looking at me and thinking, yeah, I got you sent off. <laughs> so, <laughs> seriously, I've never had a conversation with him. I love that. Again, no, that's another never, really never. interesting insight with footballers because no, no. you assume everyone, they always kiss and make up. Not on no, this. no, probably never had an opportunity. I mean, he did yeah. a really good job as a manager. As yeah, he did, yeah. He, took, he sort of took it from where it was to a, that level and then, you know, it, then it got taken on to another level. Yeah. So, and, and Chris, I'd great regard from Chris Hewton. He said yeah. he was a really great bloke, down to earth, yeah. and a good coach. Yeah. So Chris had a lot of respect for him. So that's, that's, yeah, that says a fine. lot. Yeah. But it doesn't mean to say I have to talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, of course, in 82, we win the cup again. Brilliant. Yeah. But not, not such in, in such spectacular fashion, of course. No, but. except the team in 82 was a better team than the, the team in 81, because we'd had that we'd been playing together for yeah. a period of time yeah. and, and added and a couple of players as well and yeah. we just we seriously just had to play too many games in such a short space yeah. of time which was the way otherwise you might have won the quadruple we wouldn't have won the quadruple we weren't that good yeah, um, okay. but we we probably should have done better um, yeah. you know we're doing well in the league um, the Barcelona game was probably one of the most disappointed games I've mm. ever played in mm. at Tottenham at the ground because we got stitched up big time. Because yeah. they came and played a really odd way that Barcelona played. They played a very negative, very aggressive. You know, they had they should have had about four players sent off. They would have had four players yeah. sent off. I mean, there's little cut things you can see on on YouTube and stuff. They were they were just brutes. It was weird mm. the way mm. they played that night. Mm. And um, it, you know, there was an unfortunate girl we let in. Um, don't think Ray really wants to be reminded of it. No. Um, and then, obviously, when you're going there and you haven't won your home game, 
we were a better team than them, but, you know, usual story, you go over there, they nick a goal, and they defend. Uh, the, but the home game at Tottenham was incredibly disappointing. Mm. We, were, we were absolutely crestfallen after that night because we, we felt we should have beaten them at home. Mm. But won the FA Cup. Won the FA Cup. Bit of a struggle, yeah. Bit of a... Yeah, another top of the pops, yeah. <laughs> Two good records, both yeah. people still singing them. Which Can't was your favourite? What was your favourite? I liked the first one. Were obviously. you on the 87 uh, song as well? Uh, yeah, I'll be on yeah. that. I didn't play it, but I was in the... I like the 87 song yourself, yeah. Can you just sing it for me or what? Wasn't it We're Hot Shots... <laughs> wasn't it... I remember that one. <laughs> Hold on, wasn't it We're Hot Shots Hot... No, or is that 91? Yeah, I like Hot Shots Hot, and that's the 87, right? You like yeah. that one? I love that one. We are the we're the football yeah, connoisseurs. No, it's on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. a winner. Oh, Aussie's dream. All right, Aussie's dream is obviously yeah. the greatest one. Of yeah. We also had the uh, League Cup in '82 as well, and, and yeah, the famously Cup, uh, yeah. you uh, nobbled it early on, right? Yeah, the League Cup. We were, we were Liverpool, and um, sort of we we're a bit wary of us because we had we did have a very good team, and yes, um, somebody passed me the ball. I don't. I think it was might be Mickey. It was a very. It was a ball that. That had sirens all over it, you know. <laughs> yeah, e-o, hospital e-o, ball. Please yeah. do not, please yeah. do not go for that ball. But yeah. me being an absolute idiot, right? And and I did have, did have shin pads on that day, but they were a bit loose. I used to have them on, but they were loose. Yeah. And uh, Graham Sones, who, who's admitted since that he saw an opportunity and they, uh, I've got a scar on my shin. That yeah. Still survives. Well, to they this said, day. I think, what well, we were talking about this earlier, that they said, stop Galvin, you might stop the team. That's the, what we need to do. We need to put in what Ron, Ron Atkinson later would have called a reducer. But we <laughs> put one in early. We started the game really well and we went 1 0 up and then we, 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 we looked yeah. on top. Looked like you going to win. And then yeah. I, uh, it was very. Ronnie Whelan, yeah. It was a painful tackle. And he didn't even get booked. And the game carried on while I was lying on the floor because mm. I've seen the footage of it. Mm. I thought the referee stopped the play. He didn't. He carried on. Mm. I mean, it was... Different a, times. It was an awful tackle. Yeah. It was an awful, awful tackle. Have you spoken to him since? Uh, I've not spoken to him, but he's... he's <laughs> no, I'm, I don't, I've not come across him, but he's... Ta- he's he's ta- admitted ta- it. He's admitted it, yeah. yes. He's, he actually admitted it on camera yeah. uh, before the Spurs-Liverpool game at Wembley this year. He was on... Really? Nice bit of trivia there from Willie Morgan, the man who knows. Why was Steve? Glenn Hoddle was the captain. Was he injured? Oh, God, I don't think I remember that. No, I didn't know I didn't Steve remember was because Steve was ever present that. all the time, wasn't he? So he was injured, yeah. yeah. And we were, we were leading, and the one people who were there remember we actually had a chance to go 2 0 up in the second half, uh, probably towards the end of the game. I don't know what well, he didn't score. And then true Liverpool star, they scored near the end and then went yeah. to extra time. And no, I remember. It was a heartbreak. Yeah. It was heartbreak. It was. It was we thought we were there. It was. We done it, it was yeah. heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah, what about us poor players? Yeah, We had a dinner in, in the hotel that night. In, I don't know. Grilled it was like a morgue, oh, was presumably. Awful. Yeah. awful. Yeah. Awful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because it was Liverpool. Because Liverpool had this thing over us yeah. in the, in the, on the well, big they, occasions. They kind of had it over everyone, I suppose, at the time, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. They, like, they were a very good team. Yeah. But that's what made it such a, would have been such a great price. To be it that was, close to turning them over. You almost felt like you might have gone up a level if you turn over Liverpool in a final. Do you want of. me to go to sleep tonight? I don't Sorry, not, mate. I do not want okay. to, I do not that, want to rerun it. that day. We're going to move on. Yeah, okay, good. That, move on. Just to try and cheer you up, it says here, 
between 82 and the 84-85 season, we were a great team. Why didn't we win the league during that time? Okay, These are so, Mike Lee's questions. Yeah, <laughs> right. He's gone now. Yeah. <laughs> so when, uh, Keith left, obviously. Well, no, well, the, the best chance we had of winning the league, actually. Well, well, 82, but we did have a lot of games. Yeah. Small squad. Uh, when we played in, uh, when Keith left, after the UEFA Cup final, that season, we, all, we actually didn't really do a lot in the Cups. We had a really good run in the league. We were top. I think at Christmas, mm. um, but we sort of <sighs> usual injuries and the, you know the, we played Everton at home and on that big occasion Everton sort of outpowered us and mm. we lost and that was the sort of league. That was that, we yeah. had we had we, we were actually quite consistent for three quarters of the season. Yeah, but you know you know now you've been Everton there, seen it, done it, haven't you? That Everton game was yeah. so pivotal, wasn't it? It yeah. reminds me of that yeah. Leicester, the home a... game to Leicester a couple of years ago when we were in a race with them and they yeah. came and won at our place and they yeah. didn't even play that well. They no. got a late goal from a header from a yeah. corner, it was like yes, that sort of thing. They did, yeah. Uh, yes, it was a similar occasion, yeah. um, but we didn't win the league. And at the end of it, you know, you've got to be honest. It's... Oh dear, sorry. Um, they didn't win the league, but, you know, it's really something that, you know, you, you look at the current team and think, well, yes, the, the current team certainly can win the league. Yeah. Um, and we thought probably around about that time we could win the league. Mm. We had the belief. Good enough. At the end of it, at the end of it, you don't win it. You don't win it. Well, yeah. You're not good That's enough. That's the only proof of it. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah. but whatever you say, you're not yeah, good enough. Yeah, fair enough. enough. Yeah. So the UEFA Cup final, though, was the compensation, of course, the 84 win. Yeah. And that, that uh, cup run was extraordinary, and especially the latter stages, because there's so many players out. So it was actually yeah, a triumph over adversity, we, wasn't we it? We had a lot of injuries, and um, the, the last two games were, we played adjunct split, where, where people look at... You look at Eastern European teams now, they're shit, aren't they? They're awful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just awful. They've just yeah. got no chance of ever winning anything. Yeah. Um, but in, in those, those days, days it was pretty good. Adjunct split were very, yeah. and it, that's the most intimidating stadium I've ever played in ever. I've never played in a stadium like that. Right. I mean, uh, fireworks, firecrackers. It yeah. was intimidating. The referees, generally in those days, were, were, were homers. Right. You know, in Europe, generally right. they were homers. because they were intimidating. Well, they were intimidating. Yeah. It's an intimidating atmosphere. Yeah. And playing over there was was really intimidating. Yeah, uh, we we won, we lost two one. Uh, and but then the atmosphere at Spurs in the second in the second leg was unbelievable, mm. unbelievable. I mean, obviously it was fantastic in the final, but it mm. was incredible mm. in the Mickey Hazard score from a free kick quite mm. early on, and we sort of hung on. Yeah, it was tense, wasn't it? it was, Very tense. As a fan, I remember it being Very tense. as you see because that. knowing that they could nick a goal mm. and then you're out. Mm. Um, but they were a good team, really outstanding team, and obviously the final. Um, I would say that. What, the, the, the away game against Anderlecht was one of the best performances we've ever put up as a team mm-hmm. against really top opposition. Mm. We didn't win. We should have won. Um, but we were outstanding, played really good football, gave a stupid goal away near the end, um, and then made the second leg. And they were the better team in the second leg. We were the better team in the first leg. It was a bit one of those games where the, the away team was the better team. Mm. And we were sort of hanging on in the... And Graham got that goal yeah. uh, in the return leg. Uh, but the atmosphere of that day was, was the best I've ever experienced, yeah. ever. Yeah. You yeah. took a penalty? Did I fuck? 
What, what number were you going to be? Oh, you hadn't got that far. That's a really good question. Me and Chris have debated that. We still debate it to this day. So what happened was that um, the, the five generally were sorted. Yeah. We had it sorted. Keith had confidence in the five. Yeah. Uh, and there was looking, it was looking down with me, Chris Hewton. Chris maintains that he was next. But <laughs> to be honest, maintains. we we hadn't really talked about who was next. So somebody would have had to stand up and well, yeah, be counted. Would, and Chris yeah. reckons it would have been well, him. But Chris it's easy to say would, that now. It would have been him, but I, I just don't know. Keith would have chosen right. and made a decision and then just say, it's you. Yeah. And you've got to do it. And that's, what, so that's, we, when, that's when you realise what But Chris helped. maintains it's him. It was him. Okay, he's actually certain about So if you get Chris here, I don't know if you ever will get him. We'd here. like to get him, but yeah. Yeah, yeah he's a busy like man. To. He's a bit busy at the moment, yeah. But. Well, but what, what was it like that night? Did you all go just go absolutely it was mental fantastic. and it end was, up it, in a nightclub? It and, was just by far and away, yeah, it was by far and away the best experience yeah. I'd ever had in football in terms yeah. of... Being in, being at home, being in front, the way we won it, obviously because of Parks yeah. and what he did, yeah, uh, and being at home in front of your own supporters, and because Spurs hadn't won a European competition for seventy two, yeah. yeah, it was just a really ma- magnificent. It was just unbelievable, mm. you know, and the the sort of joy when you're walking around the pitch after the game. It was just the joy and the su- supporters, and that. That will always be my high as mm-hmm. playing for Tottenham. Mm. And I would have thought most of the players who play there that night, unless they win the league, uh, I, that would be the high. Yeah. I don't think you could ever beat that because yeah. it was... Because it's on your we, own we, ground. On your own ground. How often do you get to do that? You, you can't do it at all now, you can you? No, you can't do it. Yeah. No. And the UEFA Cup in those days was... Uh, was, was, was hard to win. It's the hard, well, yeah. A lot of people said it was the hardest, didn't they? Extra because, games and yeah. the teams were... Second, but they were the, usually the second, second, third, and fourth yeah. and fifth best teams in yeah. Spain, Italy, Champions Germany. Champions League now, often you... The yeah, the team, teams... You played teams who were maybe not as good playing as... Leicester. Well, you were not playing teams who were as good last season. Yeah. Obviously, you got the top teams in there, but yeah. in those days, it was, it was a really tough, tough competition tough. to yeah, win. Yeah. So, yeah. fortunately, so did, did you? Win. But did you go mental? That I'm just. We got. To... We went mental. Good. Okay. So how did it go? So we you... went mental. Well, so... we didn't do anything fantastic. We just went. We were in the ground, and then we just went up to direct what, third floor. Third floor? Yeah. Was it Willie? The, Willie Morgan's here. He's yeah. filling in the blanks. Yeah. He was there. And, Willie uh, was going mental. I can guarantee in, that. We just stayed in the ground till what five or six o'clock in the morning. Really? Yeah. In the yeah. ground. We were in the ground. We never moved. Yeah. The supporters were outside, and then we didn't we, need no, to go anywhere. We didn't do anything. Go anywhere. Just stayed in the ground, and then um, we must have drunk them dry. I don't know. Yeah. Champagne. I was probably drinking beer, being a you know sound Yorkshireman. Yeah. Keep it simple. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it was it was just fantastic because it it was all at home in yeah. the ground. Yeah. A Unbeatable. Few, yeah. A few people have managed to break into the party. So. What the, like the fans? Yeah. Know? One yeah. or two. And you're yeah, thinking it's, fine. It's one if it's only as long as it's one or two. Cared. Yeah. Who cares? Cared. Yeah. Blimey! What it was fantastic. It yeah. was very yeah. special. Yeah. So that was really the peak of it, wasn't it? Because. Um, I mean, that was still a good team right up through to 87, of course. It was a good team. 87 yeah. was a good team. Yeah. 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 But when you left after 87, right? Yeah, I left after 87, but I played some games in 87. We had a yeah. really, really good team. Yeah. Playing a slightly different style of football. You know, David played the first fleet, season. Yeah, with the five-man really, midfield. Yeah. Clive had the season. That yeah. never, you know, it was unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, but we did generally play with one man up front. And yeah. it was a... It was quite revolutionary at the time, five-man midfield. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. now, of course, one it's up front constant. is normal. No, and that's normal. the first time we'd really ever seen yeah, it. Yeah, it was really unusual for him to do that. 
for anybody to. And do how that. did you find? But what we find sometimes with players is some not not everyone loved Pleaty. How did you find him? Because uh, this is going on camera, I'm going to be very. Diplomatic? Yeah, we... What about we, Martin uh, Joe? You weren't very diplomatic. Effect. No, no. <laughs> no, you were I'm quite diplomatic in the circus. David Pleat still works at Spurs. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Um, no, I see Pleat. Yeah, I, I had a few ups and downs with him, and yeah. I've had a few since. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't always agree with things, these methods, but at the end of it, look, when you, when you play professional football... At the time, you get the um, you're angry. Yeah. You want to row with like people. any job. You want to you want to be in the team, and yeah. sometimes I was, sometimes I wasn't. Yeah. And I'll always remember a conversation I had with him just before the FA Cup final. I had a problem with my knee, and it was I, I played a game at the Forest. I think we lost, and it was about a month before the FA Cup final. And, and I was playing for the Republic of Ireland at the time, and they had mm. a game coming up. And I remember saying to him about a couple of weeks before the FA Cup final against Coventry, and I said, "Would I be in the squad if I didn't have this operation?" Mm. And I said, "I need you to tell me. Just be honest with me. Tell me, am I good?" Because remember, I think there was just two subs in those days. Yeah. So if I'd have been in thirteen, I'd have been delighted. Yeah. You know, who oh, no, knows? You get on at Wembley, and he said, "No." Yeah, she said to me, "No, you wouldn't." Hmm. So um, he 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 was. You know, honest enough to tell me that no, you wouldn't. But equally, he said. But then he said, if somebody gets injured, you will. Then you be. would. Yeah. Anyway, I had the operation, so right. I, I couldn't play anywhere. Right. So it was one of those things. And then you left after that. Yeah, I left. I left about sort of end of August. The yeah, because Mike's made these notes, yeah. and what he said yeah. is that sadly, a lot of players talked about the uh, have, have talked about the bitter or. or they didn't feel like they were well treated when they left Tottenham in that era, in the 70s and 80s. I would echo that because um, I was coming up to a testimonial and then I had some... Some of the conversations that David played out with me, I, I don't even think I should really share. But basically, he said, stay at the club. You, there's no raise. You stay on the same money. And I said, fuck off, no chance. Mm-hmm. Um, because I said, you know... you. He wouldn't even give me... He says, I'm going to keep you... Because in those days, there was no Bosman. Yeah. There was none of this. Yeah, yeah. And I said, that's out of order. And he says, well, I'm not going to give you any more extra money. You're not getting any more money. And then he said, anyway, you might even, not even play in the reserves next season. So he, he just made a decision. And that's in those days, that's what the managers did. They mm. want to get rid of you. So... I played a couple of games at the start of the season. I played a couple of reserve games. And then you just get a sense, you know, your time's up. And uh, being a proud, you know, Graham would say the same. Mark Falco, the same happened to him when they sent him to Watford. Mark, has Mark been here? No, we haven't yeah. had Mark before, no. Well, I always remember the day we were training and um, David Plate, who often didn't get involved with training, would be in his suit or whatever. Right. Marched over onto the training field when we were just done the training game. Got got hold of Mark Falco, dragged him off the training field, and we thought, "Fucking hell, what's going on yeah, here?" Yeah. And then we sort of sensed someone was going on. Basically, he says, "Graham Taylor's on the phone. Fucking go and talk to him." Oh. And it was essentially, "You're going." And wow. Mark, being the way he is, he's a bit like me. Just sort of says, "Well, he don't want me, so I'll go." So he went, yeah. and it was a bit like that. Yeah, it was like make a decision now. Yeah, and um, it was a, it was he had a funny way, but basically, what he wanted to do was change the team. He wanted people. He wanted to bring his own people in. Yeah, and he did it gradually. In the first season, they were brilliant. 
Yeah. Um, but then it all went a bit tits up, didn't it, with uh, other things? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Non, yeah. non, non footballing not Off the field. I shouldn't have said tits up, should I? <laughs> off the Apologize field. Apologise for that. Just somewhere near a curb, sort yeah, of thing. So, yeah. so it all went a bit tits. So I left, and about yeah. a month later, he was, uh, <laughs> it was history, wasn't he? Yeah. What, what's happening? But who's, who's projecting the England game onto a... Look at that, they put the... Oh, very odd. Oh, that's quite impressive. Yeah, who's got that, who's got that going on? Oh, it's good. Is that one or seven? One nil. Seven, not seven. One nil. Who's not? Vardy. All right. Oh, Vardy. What's that? They are. They're playing at our ground. Yeah, Yeah. how how right you are. Yeah. So, Tony, of course, when we were all in love with that team and everything, what we always used to we loved every player. Obviously, you are hundred percent included. We always used to say, Tony Calvin, he's got a degree in Russian. You know. Yes, that's right. We used to say it. Every single time, because it was such an unusual... Just to have a degree was yeah. extremely unusual, yeah. but to have a degree in Russian was memorably yeah. unique. Yeah. And, quite so, handy, and quite handy now. Yeah, are yeah, you working uh, for the Russians? That was somebody asked me to ask yeah. you that. Yeah, I accept that. Unfortunately, I, um, because I, I did have a degree in Russian, yeah. and I was trained to be a Russian teacher in schools in those days, so it was quite popular. Because of the Cold War, it, right. we were looking for people to teach Russian because we were worried. We, we needed we Russian speakers about the Russians in the secret service. It's not a big problem now worrying about the Russians because <laughs> everything's fine there. So, <laughs> uh, so it's kind of a bit. But of is that why you chose Russian? Because you thought well, there's we did a future it in that. I went to grammar school and we did Russian, and it was a fascinating subject. Yeah, that, you know, the I mean, whole that's thing. unusual, isn't it? Doing that, Russian in a grammar school. I yeah, mean, no, they, it was. It was yeah, more it became, not as unusual as you thought. Okay. I think it was all about the Cold War. They, they def- desperately wanted people to learn about Russia as a country as well. Can you write in that funny writing? Yeah, I, I can, <laughs> but I don't really... I haven't done it for a long time. I can, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And do you now... And you're... And you're what do you do? You're doing... You're I'm lecturing retired. In, oh, you're no, retired. No, I retired. Okay. Long okay. retired, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, I taught in colleges and I worked for the civil service for a while yeah. and then, then I retired. I took an early retirement. They, they, I got paid off by the civil service. Or yeah. the secret... Sorry, the civil no, it service. Was, yeah. It was the civil service. Yeah. So I had to work for a living after football. Okay. okay. Which was fine. Okay. Well, Tony, I can't thank you enough for coming here and sharing all these memories with us tonight. You are massive. You are, for us, a massive Hall of Famer. And thanks for joining us tonight. And uh, hope to see you again. Thank you. I really enjoyed it. Cheers. Tony Galvin, everyone. (laughs) Tony Galvin on the wing. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Ladies and gentlemen, an absolute delight. Please, Mr. Graham Roberts. Mr. Martin Chivers. Yes. Mr. Glenn Hoddle. Yeah.
Alan Mallory is our very special guest at the next Spurs Show season ticket live event on Tuesday, April the 24th at the Albany in Great Portland Street. Tell them how to get tickets, mate. All you've got to do to join us is go to season.spurshow.net, sign up, and for just £10 a month, you and the guest can join us at future monthly live show events. What are you waiting for? Go to season.spurshow.net. Come on, you Spurs. That's Spurs Show Live with Alan Mullery on Tuesday, the 24th of April. Secure yourself two tickets from £10 at season.spurshow.net. Season.spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.